Um, okay. Um, yeah. We're in Reish Samach what? We're in Reish Samach Dalit. Okay, Reish Samach Dalit. So let's see it again. And I think there was one phrase that wasn't clear. And when we see that, we'll understand everything will become very clear. Okay? Okay, so Misha Abdel, let's start again from Reish Samach Dalit. What's the source for such a din? All right. So let's just see at, at that point. The, the, just to see the base Yosef, a little, just base Yosef, quick little things. So, obviously, if I can do both, I have to do both. Lo ye becha evyon. How does that proof text prove the thesis? He's zahir min ha'anius. So you see that there is a din that a person has to take care not to become an ani. And now back into the tour. Umihu af al pi Torah. Because that, that, in other words, that's a binary thing. Once it says, Lo ye becha evyon says, I am allowed to worry about my money before anybody else's money. That's binary. Uh, now, that's the Afalpi. So Afalpi Shalochi Avto Torah. So that means the minute I have my Aveda and your Aveda, I have no Chiyuv Hashavas Aveda. I have to understand that. That's Lochi Avto Torah. Okay? Why not? Where, where, where did it go? Where did the Chiyuv go? Lo Yebecha Evyom. When there's a conflict between your Aveda and the other Aveda, you can only do one. But if there's nobody else's Aveda, then that, that doesn't kick in? The Only when there's someone else's around? Not, you're saying what the Gemara doesn't say. You're saying what you want the Gemara to say. No, I'm just not asking. I'm just says. asking, when does it kick in? That's all. Always. If it's always, so then why is it being brought up only in the case of when there's your Aveda and somebody else's Aveda? No, I don't what? understand. You've got to have a conflict. I, I, I don't understand your question. We're only talking about it when there's a... This is how you resolve a conflict. I, I, that's Beseder, but when you're talking about a chicken which costs 10 shekels, wait, so don't wait, tell wait, me wait, I'm going to become poor. So you're tell, wait, so you're now you're in the system of Aveda, correct? Yes. And you don't want to, so what do you want to tell me? You don't, you want to tell me that it, that it doesn't kick in? What do you want to tell me? I'm saying that the esrig, which is a minimum Stop affordable right esrig, is the same thing as Stop a 10 shekel right. chicken. Stop right there. The, I asked you, are you in the system of Aveda? Or are you in the system of mitzvos? In the system of Veda, if no, I... No, you're not allowed to talk about an S-road. I'm not talking about S-road, just in no Veda. Just no. in Veda. No. I have a 10-shekel chicken, and he has a 10-shekel chicken, and I now say, listen, I'm not going to... I have to... I don't have to give up my 10-shekel chicken because you're I, I, I saying, may become you're, poor. There's that's, your that's mistake. Saying. You're not saying anything. The, the Gemara learned from Lo Ya Becha Evyon that the Chiyuv of your Aveda versus his Aveda, remember, we're also in Avedos. All right, we're not talking yet. We haven't even gotten to talking about what happens if I have to stop my computer programming job to return your Aveda. 
Do I have to do that? We haven't gotten there yet. We're not talking about losing money. We're talking here about the activity of Aveda. We have a conflict of two Avedos. Now I have to do triage. This is not, don't think about losing money because I don't, I have to stop doing my job to return the Aveda. That's going to be a different system. Right now we are in a conflict between two Avedos. So therefore, one is a mitzvah, mitzvah zashavas aveda, and lo yebecha evyon tells you that that mitzvah is suspended when your aveda comes in conflict with his aveda. That's very simple. It's very straightforward. I'm not sure why it's not why that's hard to understand. We're talking about a conflict of two avedos. Now we have to decide what do we do. One is a mitzvah, aveda, and one is my aveda. So says the Gemara, Lo Yebecha Evion tells you how to reconcile that conflict. You reconcile it by worrying about your Aveda before his Aveda. That's the principle. Now we'll get into the subsets of the principle. Continues the tour, Umil. And here's where it gets interesting. Afal Torah. That's the first thing, meaning when there's a conflict between your Aveda and his Aveda, the din. The Chazal Darshan from Lo Yebecha Evion. You know, Chazal learned halachas from Drashas. So they paskened halacha. You're not chayiv. So yes, his Aveda is $100 and your Aveda is $10. But it's a question of Aveda versus Aveda. I'm not mechuyiv mitzvah hashavas Aveda if my, it, it, when it's in, at the expense of my Aveda. Do you understand that if there's a Zokan Venel Fichvodo, I'm not mechuyiv? I'm not mechuyev. There are there are situations where this his alamta. There are situations where you're not mechuyev. You're forgetting the default of all defaults. Before there was a mitzvah shavas aveda. What do I do when I see the wallet lying in the street? I leave it there. Walk away. You walk away. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. So the mitzvah shavas aveda makes it my problem. But it only makes it my problem when the mitzvah shavas aveda kicks in. So it says that when I have my Aveda versus your Aveda, the mitzvah Sashavas Aveda doesn't kick in. I take care of my Aveda because we have conf- conflicting Avedas. Then, but Imu, Afalpi, Afalpi, Shalochi, Afto Torah, Enlola Adam, Ledakdek, Harbe, Velomar, Aktimet Sheli. And here are the key words Imlo, Bipseda, Demuchach. What does that mean? What is Pseida de Muchach? So originally we learned Pseida de Muchach to mean that it's clearly a loss, but that's not, I don't think that's what it means. In other words, um, Pseida de Muchach means um, that the loss is significant. Here's where it gets tricky. In other words, um, if um, uh, your your Aveda is $100, okay, and my Aveda is $10, so then it's clear that I can't call a $10 Aveda say the Demuchach versus a $100 Aveda, okay? But what happens if my Aveda is $1,000 and yours is $10,000? I think that that's called, that's, that's say the Demuchach. In other words, I'm not required to give up my $1,000 even though it means that I can save your $10,000. Now, now we're going to get to that in a few minutes where there are two things, etc. But we're talking here about whether the din of Ashavas Aveda kicks in. Pseida de Muchach means 
that the that that the owner of the of the Aveda, the, his own Aveda, there's a significant loss. If it's significant to him, then he's then he's allowed to to, to not worry about the other guys. But if it's not significant, so let's see. I want to see now. The, I want to see the Beis Yosef on that. Okay. Why not? Meaning, at the expense of everybody else. So, what does that mean? Pure Rashi. Even though the Torah doesn't make you return his instead of yours. You see clearly, the minute there's my Aveda versus his Aveda, there is no mitzvahs hashavas Aveda. No, finished. But when it's hefseid mochiach, he's not required to worry about the other guy. Okay? V'im tamid medaktek, but if you are always medakdek, meaning shali kodem, then porik me alav old gmilus chesed. That's where it's lifni mishur sadin. In other words, at the end of the day, you're giving up ten dollars. You're giving up ten dollars, but that's gmilus chesadin. Okay, and therefore it's appropriate to give up ten dollars. You don't have to give up a thousand dollars. It becomes tricky when you have a multi multi millionaire. So for him, a thousand dollars may be easier for him to give up than our ten dollars. But I think that at the end of the day, this there is an objective reality called pseudo de muchach, right? That that a thousand dollars is significant, okay? And therefore, I think that the only solution here is to get to the next halacha, where we have two avedos, one is more valuable than the other, and you can save one and not the other. But that's a future that's going to come up soon, okay? All right. Anyway, so right now we have this idea of lifni mishur sadin that it's appropriate when. Even though there's no mitzvah because there's a conflict between yours and his, and lo that kicks in all over the place. See, that kicks in, in when you're buying an esrog. Okay, I know that everybody remembers the the movie uh, Etrog of uh, Shuli Rand. Okay, I, I think that 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 what went up, the, the script there was not al Allah. Okay, a guy who doesn't have money doesn't spend a thousand dollars on an esrog. As beautiful as it is and everything, it's simply not appropriate. Not appropriate. Okay, that, that's what Lo Yebecha Evion tells you. Okay. Rabbi Karlinsky. Yes. So <clears throat> it seems like the drasha really even goes beyond what one would think from the Pasuk because it says Lo Yebecha Evion. And even Rashi, Rashi says uh, he's a Herminaha Nius. And yet we're talking here about, you know, uh, an evade of $1,000. I mean, in other words, it almost seems like we're really going beyond uh, Anius, and now we've elevated it to, well, if it's significant, but it may or may not bring you into Anius. Okay, um, so lo yebecha evion doesn't mean, isn't, isn't when you're about to lose enough money to buy bread and milk. Okay, it's a general... Uh, it basically, the, the Torah is commanding fiscal responsibility. The Torah is commanding fiscal responsibility. And therefore, you're not, you're, you're not supposed to take steps that could lead you, if you keep taking those steps, to 
anius, and every step by itself may not do it, but each step is, is a step that the Torah is telling you, behave responsibly. Okay, so it's not a question of this is my last dollar. Okay, the, the, the Torah is giving you a, a general rule in fiscal responsibility. That, that's how I understand it. And again, you've got to understand the Pashup shot. If you look at the Psukim, Lo Yebacha Evion in the Pashup shot of the Psukim is a bracha that if you give tzedakah, Lo Yebacha Evion, you won't have poor people among you. It's a bracha. But the, the Chazal is darshaning, Lo Yebacha Evion, you got to make sure that you yourself don't become an Evion. But how do you do that? You don't do that at the last minute by not giving away your last $10. It requires fiscal responsibility. That's, the, that's how Chazal are understanding. Okay. Okay? All right. Good? We're ready to move on? Bayes. Um, okay. I mean, Bayes will do quickly. Paga Bavedos Aviv Uveres Rabo, Im Aviv Im Aviv Shokul Keneged Rabo, as we said in Chachma. Okay, this is an important halacha So he left his aveda, the So he didn't bother with his aveda, and he went and took care of his friend's aveda. And now, what he wants to do is he wants to be compensated. My Aveda was worth $10. Your Aveda was worth $100. I was technically allowed to leave your $100 Aveda and worry about my Aveda. That's But I didn't. I went after your Aveda. I did what Chazal told me to do. I left your Aveda or I decided, okay, where I wasn't mechuyev, but I did it. But I expect you to, pay, to compensate me. So at least give me the $10 for my Aveda that I lost. Meaning, if the job that I did to hire somebody to do the job that I did, the going rate would have been $5. But I left a $10 Aveda uh, to, uh, to get lost. I'm only entitled to, com- to, to collect and make you pay me the, the going rate for what I did, $5. That's Schorro. Keitsa. Let's see now. Here's, the, here's where this is the really good example. And it gets very interesting. There's a lot of, a lot of permutations here. Shotaf Nahar Chamoro the Chamor Chavero. All right, so there's a flood, and your donkey is washed into the into the river, and your friend's donkey is washed into the river. And 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 Shalosha uh, your donkey is worth a hundred dollars, and Shal Chavero is Shavimatay. Okay, so now Alpihalach, what are you allowed to do? Save your donkey. Your dog is worth 100, his is worth 20, you're allowed to save your dog. He needs, but, he, but listen, you, you're a smart guy, right? And you know, you, you, you realize a, a cost benefit analysis. And you say, he needs you let yours drown because, hey, I let a $100 donkey drown to save a $200 donkey. Okay, and now what is he coming to his friend to claim? What does he want from his friend? 100. Are you in doubt 100. what he wants from his friend? That's that's what he would expect. One hundred. I did you a big favor, right? You know, like if we would have asked, we would have right away said, "Okay, what should what is the smart thing to do? What's the smart thing to do? Go after the hundred dollar donkey and let the two hundred dollar donkey drown, or go after the two hundred dollar donkey and let the hundred dollar donkey drown?" So I did the smart thing, but it cost me a hundred dollars to save your two hundred dollar donkey. So at least you should give me a hundred dollars. I shouldn't be out of pocket a hundred dollars. 
Says the halacha, ain lo elashara. I can't claim the hundred dollars. I can only get whatever the going wage was for what I did for drawing a donkey out of the river. Wait, we're not finished. There are lots of permutations here. When do we say that I'm only entitled to my wages, the, the standard wages? I'm standing there with the balachamor. And lo, hitne. I didn't say a word. I dived into the river and fished out your donkey and my donkey drowned. So then I'm only entitled to schar. <clears throat> All right, aval in lo hayasham. But the only, again, maybe we should understand why. I didn't say a word. So what does it sound like? It sounds like I'm ready to do it. I didn't make a deal with the owner of the donkey. I didn't tell the owner of the donkey. <laughs> He's there and I didn't say a word. So if it, I didn't say a word, it sounds like I'm ready to forego my donkey for his. But if the bala donkey is not there, oh, shahayasham hit na'ima. So if I did it when the bala donkey is not there, the $200 guy owner is not there, and I went in on my own, or the, the, the owner of the donkey is there, and I tell him, listen, I'm going in to save your donkey, but I expect you to compensate me for my donkey. That's hitne. The Amr law, atzil et shalcha. The atatitel chamori. All right, so either the two, so far we have two scenarios. The owner is not there, I did it on my own. The owner is there and I told him, I'll do it on the condition that you pay me. And the third possibility is, or I said it in front of a Beisdin. I didn't say it to him, I said to a Beisdin, I'm going in, I'll das, then I'll save his, but I'm going to get compensated for mine. So under those three circumstances, the owner of the $200 donkey has to pay for the $100 donkey. Does that make sense so far? In other words, when you do it, up um, proactively with no agreement, then you're only incurring the, the owner of the of the donkey only incurs the liability since Hashavas Aveda is a mitzvah, and you made the decision yourself. You're entitled to be compensated for your labor, but not for your indirect loss because it's called an indirect loss. But if you if you made an agreement up front, so then the owner of the donkey is is bound by that. Is that a chiddush or is that obvious? Is there a chiddush that if I told the, the owner of the donkey, I'll save your donkey if you pay me for my donkey, then of course the owner of the, the $200 donkey has to pay, or is that a chiddush? It's a chiddush. Why? Because of Hashem Asaveda. You have a chiv. But you agreed. Okay, but if I must not have a bottle. No, no, no. Don't make it worse than that. Don't make it worse than it is. That's not masna I understand, but you have a chiyav, so you know, do what you're supposed to do anyway. Wait, wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, no, time out. My donkey is drowning, and your donkey is drowning. Mine's a hundred, yours is two hundred. What's my chiyav? Your donkey or my donkey? Do, do I have a chiyav to your donkey? No. On the previous uh, said no. Please pay attention to what we've been saying till now. Avedoso ve'avedas chaveiro, avedoso kode. By the way, if I was mechuyev, then I might not be able to collect anything. But I'm allowed to, if I did it, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to collect schar for returning the Aved. So it's, it, wait, we're, we're going to see it. Well, there's, there's one, I, I left out the last phrase of that, of that halacha. So it says there are three conditions where if I made, if, if the owner isn't there and I went in unilaterally, or if I told the owner I'm going to do it, 
or if I told Bezin I'm going to do it, in all three of those cases, I'm allowed to get compensated for the value of my donkey. Last, last three, last four words. Afilu Allah shalome elav. Even if at the end of the day, my donkey somehow or other made it out on its own. So I didn't lose my donkey. You got to pay me for my, you got to pay me a hundred dollars for my donkey. That's a kiddish. So we have to see where that's coming. Where all, where's all this coming from? Where's all this coming from? Okay. So we have a little bit of a base Yosef and we may do some, uh, some more things, some other things. Okay. Base Yosef. Okay. In other words, there is an idea of making a reasonable a reasonable condition in front of Beisden, and that condition becomes binding. Okay? Continues the Beis Yosef. That's the Kiddush. Where does that come from? When the, the guy didn't lose anything, so why does he have to pay? Okay? So it says, why? That's, again, in the Gomorrah in Baba Kama. We really should have seen the Gomorrah. Maybe what we will. All right. The guy went down to save his the other guy's donkey after agreeing that the other guy's going to pay him for his donkey. So Reuven went down to save Shimon's donkey after Shimon agreed to pay him for his own, for Reuven's donkey. The And Reuven's donkey got out by itself. What's the din? Reuven had Rachmin from Shamayim and he is allowed to collect money for that, for the donkey that Shimon agreed to pay him for. Upirish Rashi Yorad Lahatzil, Almanachi That was the condition when he went in. Then Allah Shalome Elov Mahu, Miamri. Here, what is the dialectic? Miamrin and Demeikara, the Afkere, Ki Avudami, Umechayevle, Heach Lishlume. See, when I said I'm going after your donkey and I'm going to let my donkey drown, what did I, what was my, Connection out to that donkey that I said I'll let him drown. Says the, says the Gemara, maybe I made it Hefker. So is that the good news or the bad news? If I made it Hefker, that's a reason why I can I can collect even if it show, if it shows up, or that's a reason for me not to collect. If when I said I'll save your donkey and let my donkey go, if that would be considered that I'm after my donkey, and then my donkey comes up on the other side. Does that entitle, the fact that I was mafkir the donkey, is that entitle me to collect the money or not collect the money? I'll say not. Because, yes. You have to get it in service of the other person. I mean, it was voluntary, but you did it in service of the other person. So you basically say, the implicate, the, he would, 
one can infer that he's saying, pay me, like, give me $100 for that guy. I'll save your $200. And uh, at the end of the day, like, look what comes walking up the sidewalk. It's his donkey. If, if, okay. If I say I'll save your donkey and let my donkey go, I am mafkir my donkey. Freeze frame. At that moment, does Shimon become chayef to pay me $100? Assuming the donkey is saved? Assuming that Shimon's donkey Maybe. is saved. Yes. Maybe before, just as he, is he, does he have to be macabre the agreement? Wait, yes, of course. We're talking about macabre the agreement. But before I know what happened to Ruben's donkey, after Ruben said, I'll save your donkey, I'm letting my donkey go, but you have to compensate me for my donkey, which is $100. If he saves Shimon's donkey, is Shimon Chayef to pay him the hundred dollars? Shimon agreed. Then yes. Why? There's been no, there's been no there's been no change. No, no, no. But you got to add one thing. It's because Ruvain let his donkey go that made Shimon Chayef to pay. Okay. In other words, if his donkey was if Ruvain's donkey was worth nothing, and Shimon said, "I'll I'll I'll Ruvain said I'll I'll save your donkey if you pay me for my donkey." So Shimon doesn't have to pay anything. It's because Ruven let a $100 donkey go. So if, the, if what Ruven did was Hefker, so then that immediately makes Shimon Chayev the $100, and I don't care what happens later to the donkey. Meaning when the donkey shows up on the other side, it's like a Hefker donkey showed up on the other side. which And that's why Ruven can recover the donkey. That's what it means, Mishamayim Rachme. It was a Hefker donkey, and, the, the, and the God saved it. But you realize, of course, the consequences of that is that if somebody else will be on the other side and gets there first, if we're going to sit her like Hefker, and that's why Ruvain has to, Ruvain can collect money. So then if it's like Hefker, it could be that somebody else can grab it first. Let's see inside. Let's see inside. Um, okay, so... Again, back in the base, Yosef. Let's see it from the beginning. Here's the dialectic. From the beginning, it's like he was mafkirit, and therefore the donkey is considered lost. At that moment, because he basically gave up on it. Therefore, so therefore Shimon has to pay. And then and, and when Ruben gets it back, he, he took a hefker donkey. Odil Makivan de Salik Salik. Or no, we don't we don't say that. It's if the donkey came up, then of course he doesn't get compensated because he got his donkey back. The only reason he's entitled to compensation is because he lost his donkey. Okay. So and the halacha is that we say that it's that the, the, the Reuven got rachmin from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and it's as if the donkey had died, and the fact that the donkey was saved, it was like Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave rachmin to give a dead a, a donkey that should have been dead to be alive, and therefore Reuven is entitled to the payment even if the donkey comes up. However, let's just to, to weigh that on the other end. Next halacha yared lahatzil. The low hits you. Okay, so now here, but here's the other side of the accord. So your your donkey is drowning, two hundred dollar donkey. My donkey is drowning, hundred dollar donkey. I tell you, and you agree. Listen, I'm going to go in and save your donkey, but you got to pay me for my donkey, and you agree, and I dive in, and I fail to save your donkey. 
but my donkey drowned. What do you owe me? Are you guys hear the problem? No, no, can you restate it? I, your donkey is drowning, $200 donkey. My donkey is drowning, $100 donkey. I say explicitly, I'll save your donkey, but you got to pay me for my donkey because I'm going to save your $200 donkey, but you got to compensate me for my $100 donkey that I'm, that I'm letting drown. And I go in and I fail to save your donkey. And my donkey drowns. What do you owe me? Well, you see the halacha, you have to understand the reason. Says the halacha, yard means how much is the going rate to hire somebody to go into the, to the river to try to save a donkey. Remember, that's what the guy gets if there's no loss. All right, you're allowed schar. That's what I'm sorry. That's what happens if the owner never agreed. If no one ever agreed to, to, to pay you for your lost donkey, remember the first halacha. All right, remember the very first halacha. So what's the reason for it? And the reason for it is very simple. When the guy agreed to pay you for your pay me for my donkey, you only agreed to pay me for my donkey if your donkey is saved. Now you didn't pay me $100 for the effort. You pay me $100 because you're going to end up with a $200 donkey. So let's see the base Yosef. Right? It was a Shaila in the Gemara, and it was decided that you don't owe if you didn't actually save. Okay? Um, all right. I'm going to say, I think we want to see a little bit of the other Mephorshim on this. Um, you know what? Maybe what we need to do is... You know what? It, the, I, we didn't see the Gomorrah inside. I don't want to. I don't, you, I don't know if you guys want to pull out your Gomorrahs. The Drisha pretty much gives you an overview of the Gomorrah. So let's see the Drisha. Okay, we'll see the Drisha. We don't. We can do this without 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 taking out our Gomorrahs. The Drisha does a good job for us. All right, the, the Drisha is the beginning of But but if right, but if they were hidden or they or or he agreed or there's a Beisdin. Because we haven't seen Reish. You know what? I, I take it back. Let's see Reish Samachet first. And we'll go back to this Drisha. Definitely going to go back to this Drisha. But we really need to see Reish Samachet first because they're, they're connected. Okay? Let's go to Reish Samachet. Okay? Um, oh, wait. I, I take it back. Even before that. Let's see the rest of Reish Samachet. We're going to go back to this Drisha. All right. Um, no, I take it back. Again, I take it back. We're going to see the Drisha first because the Drisha is going to open up the door for everything that's coming. I'm back into the Drisha. I take it back. I'm sorry. The rest of this simon and Reisamachet. Everybody with me in the Drisha? I hope everybody has a Drisha. Okay. Yes? Everybody has? Yeah. Okay. So, one guy is coming with a barrel of wine and the other guy's coming with a barrel of honey. What's more expensive? The assumption is honey is much more expensive. Right? 
So the Gemara there talks about, I, I see he doesn't quote all the Gemara. We have to, I have to say it outside. So the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says that Reuven is coming with a barrel of wine. Shimon's coming with a barrel of, of, of um, you know what? How many of you guys have easy access to Gemara Baba Kama? I do. Everybody does. You know what? Okay. So, either, okay. So the, you know what? It's good for us to see this Gemara inside. It's, it's, this, we really don't, we don't want to lose anything. Okay. So Kuf Tes Vav. That's where we're going to start. Baba Kama, oh, I thought I had Baba Kama. Just one second. Baba Kama Kuf Tes Vav. You, you realize these kinds of Gomorrahs are exactly the Gomorrahs where there's conflict. Okay, I always say there's a, whenever we have a scenario in the Mishnah, there has to be an issue. An issue means that there's two ways to resolve it, that it's not obvious, it's not simple, and that there's different ways to resolve it. So let's see, the, you, you've got to always have interesting cases. The cases have to be interesting. Okay, so let's get a really interesting case. Kuf tes Kuf tes vav. Which Ahmed? Ahmed Aleph at the very bottom. Okay. All right. Everybody see where we are? The last two lines on Kuf Tesvav Ahmed Aleph. Mishnah. Mishnah. Okay. Doug, you found it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Zeba bechaviso shel yayin. Vezeba bekado shel dvash. They're walking. And each one is walking along. They don't crash into each other. That's another Mishnah. But Nistika Chavishel Dvash. So the barrel of wine of, of, of honey sprung a leak. So the owner of the wine, whose wine is worth $50, all right, sees the owner of the honey's barrel sprung a leak, and his $500 worth of honey is going to is going to get lost. All right, so that means $100 of wine, $500 of honey. What do you do? So the owner of the wine dumps his wine so that he can use his barrel as the receptacle for the $500 worth of honey. Is that a reasonable, that's a reasonable thing to do. Okay, and now what's happening? Why are we, why is this interesting? Because what is the owner of the wine now? Why are we in court? Why are we in court? Because the, the honey guy doesn't want to pay for the uh, pay for what the pay for the iron of the wine guy. I, I think you started backwards. The the guy who dumped his wine says, "I want to be compensated for my wine. Look what a big favor I did for you, right?" And what does the bottle of honey say? No, thank you. That's what he says. No, thank you. I didn't that's, ask you. That's a, that's a response in Basedin. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't have to. I, what is no, the, oh, oh, I didn't oh, ask you. That what? Say it again, Yehuda. Louder. I didn't ask you. To Did say I, to do it? I didn't ask you to do it. Thank you very much, Yeshikoach. But I didn't ask you to do it. So therefore, there was nothing that created a chiyuv from me to you. Okay? All right. Well, it's not quite so simple because there is a, a minor chiyuv. Did, did I, the owner of the wine, work for you? Did I do something for you? Yes, I but I didn't ask you to do it. Well, okay. So, but if, if I... Uh, you know, if you have a torn, if you have a torn jacket, and I fix your jacket, you have to pay me minimum wage for fixing your jacket. 
It is wasn't worth it. I was, I was aware that there was a tear. No, no, no. We're talking where you would have, you were going to do it. It's Yorid, this is, remember Yorid Latoch Sara Havero Shalobishus. Okay? So there's no question the, that if I gave you Hana'a, then you have to compensate me for the Hana'a that I gave you. But I can say the Hana'a that the owner of the wine gave the owner of the honey was wages. How much would he have paid? How much would the, if there was a guy standing there, all right, and he needs to hire somebody to save the honey, how much would he pay? He would have paid $20, not $100. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I didn't ask you to dump $100 worth of wine. I'll pay you $20 because you did me a service and the service is worth $20, but I'm not high for your wine. So it says like this, the Mishnah says, ain't low elascharo. The owner of the honey only has to pay wages to the owner of the wine, whatever he would have paid, because that's the hanah that the owner of the honey gave. The owner of the honey got hanah that his, his, his honey was saved. But what does that have to do with the value of the wine? Okay. Um, the, um, okay, that's the first din in the mission. V'im omar atzil et shelcha v'atanosei But if before the owner of the wine dumped his wine, he said to the owner of the honey, I will, I will save your honey and you will pay me for my wine. Then he has to pay. Is that a Kiddush or is there some, is that obvious or is there some element of Kiddush there? It doesn't say what he agreed. No, no, we're talking where he agreed. We, we agreed, he said nothing. He agreed. What? He agreed or he said nothing? No, he agreed. There was no Kenyan. That would be the only remaining issue. Oh. You have a flat tire and I'm passing by. The going rate for fixing a flat tire is $10. Okay. And I say, I'll fix your, I'll fix your flat tire, but only if you pay me $50. And you agree. But only okay. if you pay me 10. What? Only if you pay me 10. No, no, no. The, again, the, 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 the guy who has the flat tire, the, the guy who's walking by is basically an extortionist. He says, I'll fix your flat tire for 50. The going 50. Rate is, yeah, and the going rate is 10. Even though the going rate is 10, Evanti. And the owner of the tire agrees. After I fixed finishing the tire, he's allowed to say I didn't, I wasn't serious. Okay. If you made a Kenyan, then for sure. Otherwise, it's words. We're, we're gonna get into this. We'll see, we'll see the concept, the, the context of that. Okay, next. Shotaf Nahal Chamor This is the case that we started talking about. All right, that the river's washing away two donkeys, your donkey and your friend's donkey. <laughs> if he did it unilaterally on his own with his own initiative, the only thing the owner of the $200 donkey owes is whatever the going wage for saving a donkey is. We're going back to the honey case. Going back to the honey case. The Gemara's question is, why, look what, who's talking here? The owner of the wine should be able to say to the owner of the honey, I owe you nothing. 
I owe you nothing because I'm entitled to all the honey. Why am I entitled to all the honey? Because the honey was dripping out of the barrel. If I wouldn't have dumped my wine to save the honey, what would have happened to the honey? It's lost. So the honey was hefker. So when I dump my wine to get the honey, I don't need to negotiate with you. You're going to pay me for my wine. No, no, no. I'm keeping all the honey. I'm like, I, I, you, you don't owe me anything, mister, because I got the honey. That's the Gemara's kasha. Lay, lay, let the owner of the wine say to the owner of the honey, where do we ever see such a thing? So a guy has got a, a barrels of wine or barrels of honey. We're, we're going to enter a whole different system of halacha here for a minute. All right? And he sees that they're about to crack and all the wine is going to get washed away. Well, so what does he want to do? Smart guy. Lo Yomar, it says what not to say, but let's see what the guy wants to say. So before the wine gets spilled, he realized it's going down the tubes and he's, he's, there's, there's, there's 10 liters of wine in the barrel and he's got another 100 liters of wine at home. So he says, I'm making this wine truma and meiser chal and then it gets washed away. It's not my problem. It's a Cohen's problem. Because once I took trumas and maestros, if an onus happens to the trumas and maestros, my, 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 my other stuff is mitukan. So it says, no, lo yomar, can't do that. Hareza truma maestro, perushiesh lobitok beso. Vim omar, lo omar klum. So what do I see from that? I see from that that basically that wine is considered hefker when it's going to go down the tubes. Okay, so let's see Rashi. Rashi. Le malay mehefkira zachina. Run on Rashi. I'm sorry, not a run on Rashi. Where does the Hefker come from? See, we're not asking this question on the donkey. Because a donkey, you can always say, the donkey's always savable. A donkey drowning is not is not hefker, but 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 honey that's that's dripping out of the barrel onto the ground that's hefker, and that's why we bring the raya from the from the truma, right? Mishtabros that called nishpach biyachad lo omar klum alma kiven deli ibud azal les buzachia vefkerahu. So you see that because you can't make meiser trumas and meisers on it, it's it's like it's hefker. So why doesn't the owner of the wine get to keep the honey? That's the Gemur's kasha. <laughs> Answers the Gemur, Kedem Rabbi Yirmiya. Kisha okal beis habad, ekel beis habad korach aleya. Achenami kisha ekel beis habad korach aleya. We're making a distinction whether the barrel is cracked open and it's just pouring out. That's the case of the trumas and maishos. As opposed to, there, there's, a, there's a strap around the barrel. It sprung a leak. But it, it's just dripping slowly, and, and it, it, it's not all gushing out at once. And we'll figure out a way maybe to save it. Okay, so that's the scenario. Says Rashi, Okay. 
So now back into the Gemara, back into the Mishnah. Um, you know what? I think we want to skip this part. Yeah. Yeah, let's skip this and go down to. Um, yeah, do, 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 do. Okay. Um, all right, we saw enough in that part. Now we got to see here. We're, okay. Um, go back. Now go to Kuftazayin Amadal at the top. Okay. Im Omar lo atzil et shalcha. He said, if I'm, he told him, I'll save yours. Right? When he, you know, when he, if he saved it on his own, he's only entitled to schar. But if he said, I'm going to dump my wine, if you give me the payment for my wine, I'll save your honey. If you pay me for the wine, then he's chayef to pay for the wine. Why can't the owner of the, of the wine, of the honey says, I wasn't serious. Well, where do we ever see that that's a good time? So remember, the going rate to do what the owner of the wine did was $20. He dumped $100 worth of wine. But he, by, by telling the owner of the honey, I'll dump $100 worth of wine if you give me $100, even though what I'm about to do is only worth $20. The, the, the activity I'm doing has a going rate of $20. I'll only do it if you give me my wine, which is $100. So where do we see that the owner of the honey has the right to say, I wasn't serious. Says the Gemara, don't I have a brisa like this? Again, we're talking here about a guy escaped from a Goyish jail. He needs to get across the river to get away from the Goyim. And he's at the river and there's a raft that there's, you know, there's a raft guy who takes people across the river. And Omar Lo, and quickly the, the, the escaped prisoner says, told dinner of Habirani. I'll pay you a dinner to get me across the river, even though the going rate, let's say I'll pay you $10, I'll pay you $100 to get me across the river. Going rate is $20. I'll pay you $100 to get me across the river. And the guy agrees, takes him across the river. When he gets to the other end of the river, he hands him $20. Ain lo el Alma, what do I see from there? Since the going rate was $20, the fact that he offered him 100 he's allowed to say, I wasn't serious. Let him say, I wasn't serious. There was no Kenyan. It was words. What I, what, you, what I promised you was off the charts. It wasn't the norm. So I'm allowed to say, I wasn't serious. I you guys hear what's going on here? I have two problems with that. First of all, you have a, it seems to me you have a potential problem of Chil Hashem, <laughs> you know, assuming that the Goyesha raft uh, no, operator raft knows that you're a Jew. No, no, no. Don't assume that the raft was a Goyesha, assume that the raft was a Jew. Yeah. Well then, and then the other, the other question is, you know, it could, why do we not consider the extenuating circumstances that this guy this guy is not your regular passenger. He has a dire need to get across that river fast because otherwise they're gonna catch up with him. You think that that gives you the right to extort him? He offered the hundred dollars. 
It doesn't say that the guy asked for it. It said the guy who was fleeing offered the $100. I have bad news for you. That makes the fleer less high. If the owner of the boat would have said, I refuse to take you across unless you give me $100. And the, and the fleer agreed he may be high. But that's not what happened here. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't see necessarily the logic in that. Well, let's see, let's see how the Gemara deals with it. It says the Gemara, they're not comparable. The case that you're comparing, the, the case that they're not comparable because dami ela lesefa. There's a sefer to that b'risa. The sefer of the b'risa is v'im omar lo told dinner zeh b'scharcha v'havireini. No single schar mishlo. There's a magic word. If you say, take me across and I'll pay you $100, you only have to pay $20. But if you say, take me across and I'll pay you your wages, your wages of $100, then you got to pay $100. Now, there's a difference in the language of what the guy promised to do. Says the Gemara, <laughs> why should that matter? What is this magic? You said a magic word and that made you high of $100 because of a magic word? Here's the key line. We're talking about a case where this raft guy is a fisherman, and he's sitting there fishing fish out of the out of the river. So if he stops fishing fish to take the guy across the river, what's going to happen? He loses parnasa. He's losing money. Ah, oh, he's losing money to take you across the river. The Omer Leaf said, "Atani kavre bezuza." Then that's what it means. Bischarcha, meaning I see that you're fishing. Stop fishing and I'll give you a hundred, I'll give you a hundred dollars to take me across. Then I'm chayv to give you a hundred dollars. That's what it means, bischarcha. Because I'm telling you that I'm going to compensate you for what you're losing. Oh, so now you can't say mishata anibacha anymore. In other words, if I got a guy to do something at no cost to him by offering him more than the going rate, and there was no Kenyan I added, and there was no Kenyan, it was only words, he can say mishata. But the minute I tell you, do something, for me, and I will compensate you more than the going rate because it's going to cost you money. Then I'm high. So that's the case of the wine and the and the and the honey. Okay, the, the the wine and the honey. When once the bal honey agreed to pay for the wine, even though the going rate is twenty dollars and the wine is worth a hundred dollars, you can't say mishatani becha anymore because the owner of the wine is giving is losing, and therefore you're high if you, you you have no excuses. Okay. I think this is pretty clear. Let's go on to the next section. So the Gemara wants to know, once you know the case of the wine and the honey, so what is the principle has been established is that when a guy agrees to pay you for your loss, if you, get, if you save his bigger loss, he's liable as long as he agreed. But if he didn't agree, you only get you know, the, 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 the one who saved the loss only gets wages. So what's the difference between the wine honey case and the two donkey case? Why do I need both cases? Everybody understand the problem. Once you know the principle, it should be the same. What's the difference between wine honey and two donkeys? Says Rashi, what does that mean? Here's the Rashi. See, in the case of the wine and the honey, 
What is the owner of the wine doing? He's proactively destroying his wine. So that gives you more of a claim on the, on the value of your wine than the donkey, which happens by itself. Remember, what he's doing, he's saying, I'll let my donkey drown if you pay me. The other case is, I will dump my wine if you pay me. On a continuum, which one do you think should be more, should have a bigger right to collect for the loss? Dumping the wine or letting the donkey drown? I think it's the wine because the donkey might survive. We've already, not, we've, yeah. we've already looked at that. The donkey comes up on the other side. That, that's not the point. The wine is not coming up on the other side. That's not what no, it's the wine because it's only being lost because he's doing the rescue effort. He's again, You're not even saying it sharply enough. Let's read it again. When he, when he goes after the honey and loses his wine, he destroyed the wine. Pro, he actively destroyed the wine. He dumped the wine. So that was an act of destruction. That entitles him more to compensation than if he just passively let the donkey drown. Since you didn't do anything proactive, you didn't do anything direct, all you're entitled to is what you did. What did you do? You saved the donkey. You're entitled to schar. But there, what did I do? I dumped wine. So by dumping wine, that entitles me to more money. So that's why you needed the case of the donkey. Okay, so then just tell me the case of the donkey, because the donkey's a bigger hit. That even when you didn't dump it actively, you just passively let it go, you're entitled. So for sure, when you dumped it, the reason I needed the second case is for the opposite reason, for the, for the lenient case. When the guy did it, the guy did it unilaterally, no agreement. What does it say by the donkey? How much does he get if he did it without agreement of the other guy? Car. Car. Doesn't get his value of his donkey. I might say that's only in the donkey case, because at the end of the day, you didn't do anything. You just let your donkey go. That doesn't entitle you to more than schar. But when you proactively, even on your own, you did no agreement. But at the end of the day, I proactively destroyed my wine. That might entitle me to more. So I needed the ratio to tell me no. Even though you did it proactively, if you didn't get agreement, you're only entitled to schar. And therefore, I need both. Yeah. What would the mechanism to generate that chiyuv be in that case? In which case? In the, in the case of if I dump out my wine and, and save somebody's honey, but I didn't get any permission, there was no agreement, there was no Kenyan, there was no anything. What, what, from where would a chiyuv show up? What's the havamina? Do you need a mishnah to tell me that if I saved your $200 donkey at the expense of my $100 donkey, is it obvious to you that I'm only entitled to my scar, or do you have a default that I should be entitled? It's legitimate for me to demand and expect compensation with no agreement. I guess if the mission has to teach it, there would be a default and it's legitimate. Because so it's not unreasonable. It's not unreasonable to say at the end of the day, Right, Mr. $200 donkey guy, don't be a pig. At the end of the day, the guy lost a $100 donkey to save your $200 donkey. It's, it's appropriate that you have to compensate. It's a big chiddish. It is a big chiddish that he only gets to schar. So well, except I can understand that that chiddish could be limited to when he didn't do anything. But when he, when he destroyed his wine for your honey, 
I could open the, that's more likely that he should get compensated for the wine, and therefore I need a chiddush that he only gets chak. It's a, I, view, I view that as a radical chiddush. I think it's a radical chiddush. Well, again, on a on a legislated rabbinic level, I hear it, but is there a mechanism al Torah to award 100 to the to the owner of the wine? You know what? A lot of these halachas could be legislated rabbinically. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I hear your question, but 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 the point is, is that whatever is what we're doing is we're showing the need for two mishnayos. If all you would have had was a mishnah that said, remember, if the mishnah would say that when he let the donkey die, he's only entitled to schar, but if there was an agreement, he's entitled to the whole value of the donkey. So I could open the door to say ah, but when he actually proactively created loss, he might not need the agreement. He might be entitled. You already see there's a system. Because remember, we're not going to let the guy, after the guy said, I'll let my donkey drown if you agree to pay me $100, and he says, I agree. Is he allowed to say after that, We said no. Ah, it's only words. So you see here that there's a mechanism here of, in, of making the, the owner of the, the beneficiary liable to compensate the one who brought him that benefit. There's a mechanism. A verbal mechanism. There's no Kenyan. It's a verbal mechanism. So I could have, right. therefore, it opens the door for there not to need a Kenyan, but simply to need a quid pro quo, but to need benefit. Okay, and therefore you needed a chiddush for both of them. All right, let's uh, let's let. Um, okay, we need to. We really want to continue in this because let's quickly just see this. We open the door for it. So there's a lion, and every night they decided somebody's sending out one of their donkeys so the lion doesn't come and kill them. So every night we're sending out somebody's donkey. Okay? And so they sent out a don- Ruvain's donkey, and it got eaten up. Shimon's donkey got eaten up. Comes along Levi's t- turn. He sends the donkey, and for some reason the donkey ex- escaped. Okay, so what does it say? Kadim Rav Safra v'zachabe. Amar le Rav Rav Acha midifta le Ravina lama li lemiski be nehi dechi afkere adaita de arye afkere adaita de koliyama lo afkere. Amar le Rav Safra le Ravcha de milsu de oved. Meaning, really, when he sent the donkey out, he wasn't mafkeret. All right, he was mafkeret in case it gets eaten. All right, but he really didn't need it. He really doesn't lose the donkey. Okay, and therefore. Um, therefore, you don't lose the donkey. It's your donkey, and there was an agreement. And therefore, you're allowed to, therefore, you get compensated. All right, I think, okay, then he only gets his schar. Okay, you know, let's stop here. Bring your Gemara's Baba Kama. We want to go into this a little more, but we'll pick it up with the tour and this Gemara. Okay.